Music to your ears. This is the podcast of the century. Listen to my voice. Get hypnotized by Taco Grant and our good friend Jared. Wise. Wise. The wise man. <laughs> On the talk show. I remember Taco, like, uh, second time we ever hung out, he just comes up to me from behind. I just hear, like, all the way up there, someone going, Weiss man, Weiss man, Weiss man. Weiss man, Weiss man, yeah, that's him. Welcome to the Grant and Taco Show. My name is Jared Weiss, and I am going to be joined by your favorite Celtics players, Grant Williams and Taco Fall, for some special episodes over the coming weeks, which you can find on the Anything is Potable feed on the Athletic Podcast Network. We are going to dive into Grant and Taco's fascinating backstories, give you some incisive basketball analysis, and tackle some of the biggest topics in the game. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And one more time, in case they don't know, this is the Grant and Taco Show. There we go. I don't remember if it was either 2K or NBA Live, Live but when the when Dwight Howard, that's, that's how... My first experience with the NBA came from that Dwight Howard Superman dunk. And when I saw that dunk, that's when I really started to like play video games with like basketball. So I don't remember if it was either took out alive, but that was like my first introduction to it. Okay. Do you, so do you remember watching that dunk contest? I didn't watch the dunk contest live, but I watched the highlight after it happened. And I was just so amazed. I literally, this is like, you know like how kids, you know, people say kids see us as superheroes. Yes. I used to look at NBA players as superheroes. Like, for me, it was so unattainable because I thought it was just impossible for a human being to be able to do that. Like, and from, from like, from back in the day, the way I saw it from a camera perspective, it looked like he was literally flying. Like, I'm like, he jumped so far. And when I had first started playing basketball, like, I couldn't dunk. I was seven two, couldn't dunk, which is crazy. <laughs> it's my brother. My which is crazy. How, how is that possible? Dunk. I know. My yeah, brother's brother six ten. I can't dunk. Really? I was seven two, I but I couldn't unreal. dunk. And then when I when I got to the states, like uh, I started like dunking a little bit off to barely jumping off the floor. Um, I remember the first time I did my bench, like my first first time I did a bench press. The bar by itself, I couldn't lift it with no weights on it. Can you imagine that? Uh, no, I can't. I could, I could imagine that for you when you first got here. You were you were a twig. You were small. You were tall, but you were <laughs> small. I remember when I first met you, which is a uh, funny story about we, we met like way long before NBA Combine. And we just don't, uh, he doesn't remember, I don't think. But I remember it because I took a picture with him. I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. And we were at this AAU tournament. I was playing for MB1. And little chubby Grant walked up to Taco Fall, looked up to him, said, hey, Taco. Like, I saw the video. I think the vine had just came out of him and the little, little dude that was uh, oh, no, walking that was, up against oh, him. Oh, that's that my, was my favorite junior. thing ever. Oh, so, man, it was before that. Was it was before, before that yeah. then. 
So I uh, saw that somebody. was probably after my first highlight that went viral. You still, yeah, you still had your little goggles on and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So the goggles, the OG goggles, OG goggles. <laughs> so I remember meeting you back then, and we took a picture together. I, I got to find that picture. Hopefully, I can't have it on my old. Uh, I used to have a phone, like a flip phone. I got to find that. That was dope. We'll replace the podcast logo with that photo instead. <laughs> that'll work. That'll work. Man, bro, now that I think about it, I went through so much to like get. To where I am right now is just unreal. Like, I feel like I've beat so many. Like, I, I don't know. It's some things are just meant to happen, and you just can't explain how it happened. Like, if I think about it, like the things I can do now, and that just tells you, like, you can do anything that you put your mind into if you just work hard enough. You have faith, and faith was big for me too. Like, just praying. I feel like. That gave me an extra push to like really believe that I could do it, but like the things that like I'm capable of doing now, when back in the day I couldn't even imagine. Like it doesn't, for a lot of people, it doesn't look impressive. Like when I let's say when I like sprint up and down the floor, I couldn't do that once, like up and down. Like people that really know me from the beginning, like when I first started, they would literally tell you I couldn't run up and down the floor not once. And I remember when I was in Houston, the the guy that was taking care of us, he had this this crazy guy. I I, I, I thought he was crazy because he used to train us like crazy. And then he had this um, tension bands that you put around your legs, and then you do defensive slides on it. So we had those tension bed bands. Would it's like it's literally hooked up to your arms your legs and your knees, you sprint with it, and then you do defensive slides on it. I did that twice, and then I think the third time I did it, I couldn't move, like, I literally couldn't move. I cried, like, I literally cried. Like, I'm like, there's no way I can do this. And those are the moments that, like, I felt like, I feel like if I didn't push through those moments, then nobody knows what would have happened because it's just. Had you ever had, like, any sort of, athlete training at all before well, I came over? So I was a very shy kid. Still is. I mean, I'm better now. Yeah. I'm better. Still Trust pretty me. shy. Trust me. You, but, <laughs> Jared, I'm telling you, like we, we have to invite someone that really like knew, knew me like when I first got here and they would tell you how it was. Like it was ridiculous. Like I wouldn't say one word. Like I was the quiet, like quietest guy ever like always had my head down wouldn't look at people in the eye just walking with my head down like wouldn't say anything just just shy but now i'm like more open like i talk to people carry conversations and it's something that i really had to work on but it took a lot for me to be able to do that like a lot even like throughout college like um when my coaches was like were pushing me to be a leader it took it took them like three years to be able for me like to open up and be able to do that and like speak up and it's just you really I really had to like fight to you know get past like all of that and push through my comfort zone and it was but yeah like when I first got here man that's I have so many stories Tell them all now. Uh, man, <laughs> that's why we have the podcast. Why, that's so, why we have this show. So, it's for, so, for us to hear these stories. So many stories, like in Houston, uh, going to Georgia, like 
We'll start with Houston, sir, because the the biggest thing I've been kind of confused about, okay. and I just I just wrote this huge story on you that's probably going to be coming out right when the uh, this episode or the first episode drops is like you moved to like six different states. Oh, uh, it was Houston. I went but the, so for, the whole pathway, for, it's for. like, how did, what did, what was happening during that time? Like, it's, there's a lot of cryptic stuff in the stories that have been written about yeah, you. Yeah, Doc, so. how old are you? I'm, it's like Fawn Maker, really, he's like 35 years old. I'm really, really. I'm, so, to, to, to really clear that up, I'm the age that I say I am. Like, okay. I didn't, I didn't change it, nothing. And I, I could swear it on the Quran, the Bible, whatever you guys, but. I'm the but we'll age, believe you. Yeah, no, I, 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 really, I believe you, buddy. I really am. So, <laughs> This is what happened. So when I when I went to Houston, it was me and one of my friends, Ange. Like we came together. Huh? Full the full name. Ange Badgy. He's um he's in a D two, D three in Georgia now. So it was the two of us and the guy that we were staying with in Houston, his name is Ben Simmons. Which is funny. Now I, I know not, two. Not the Ben Simmons. I know two. I know both Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. It's, I, I know two Ben Simmons. Because you knew the the Ben Simmons back in high school. Also, yeah, right? we played yeah. together. Yeah, so but not the original. Ben but Simmons. not the original Ben Simmons. This the other Ben Simmons. So I was staying with him, and how I met him, he came to Senegal. Um, when did Ben come to Senegal? Shoot, two. He came to Senegal a few months before I came to the States, and that's how we met. And that was middle of 2013, right? And that was in 2012. 2012, okay. Yeah, I came in October 2012. So he came to Senegal in the summer, I think, of 2012, and I came here in October 2012. So when he came to Senegal, he saw me, and like I guess he asked him how old I were, like, oh, my God, like he's tall. He's a tall kid. And so... We, I was in an academy called Flying Star, and you, I mean, I've said this story many times, you probably know the story of how I got introduced to basketball and how they came to talk to my parents. And then from there, they were like, okay, like we have to send him to the States because they feel like, especially at my age, like I was 16, they didn't have everything for me to like be able to develop. And so I needed to go somewhere where they could like train me like really good for me, you know? to be able to make it. So they're like, okay, we're going to send him right away. And it took them like six months to like work on the paperwork, try to find me a school here. And Ben Simmons was the one that facilitated that. So him, Ben Simmons, Ibrahim, and um, they all worked together kind of find me a school here. And that's how I ended up in Houston. So I was staying with Ben Simmons and his wife, Kristen, awesome people. Um, Not Kendall Jenner? Huh? Not Kendall Jenner? <laughs> Kristen. Wrong Ben Simmons. Wrong Ben Simmons. Um, so we know Taco's a huge pop culture guy. <laughs> no. So we stay. Orange and I stay with Ben and his wife um, for a little bit. Then Ben put us in like a an apartment, like a little condo where it was one room. We had four bunk beds in that room. So it was a two room apartment. And how tall were you when you were in the bunk bed? I was seven two. <laughs> So I assume you didn't fit in the bunk bed. No, I, I'm guessing it I slept, a twin bunk bed. I slept like uh, I, I always slept like a like a baby. You know how babies sleep like curled up in like a fetal position. Up. Yeah. So it was the two of us, and then there were two kids from Macedonia, um, Marco and Mate, and that's uh, that's how I learned to speak Serbian 
a little because they I think they speak Serbian too. Oh, that's cool. So I know a little bit of Serbian from them. Uh, some curse words which I would not say here because <laughs> they used to, especially uh, Marco. He used to curse all the time. He was one angry dude. Like then on that time we used to go to so much. I remember like um, like we used to complain about a lot about food. About it, it was just funny, but it was fun because we had each other. Like you know, a bunch of boys like in the same room. Like four boys in one room in bunk beds. We always used to joke around, play around. So that's 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 the story with Houston and how I got there. And that was like the first few months, how it was, and I started training. But I wasn't used used to like this that kind of training. Even though like I did I did martial arts when I was a kid. I did karate, I did taekwondo, I played soccer, but they were all for fun. I never really did something cons like that consistently. You know, and it started to like become part of my life. And then um, started to train with Ben. Um, and I would say Ben, Ben was one of the first people that like didn't try to put me in the box. Like Ben used to make me shoot threes. Ben used to try to make me work on ball handling and all those things. And um, he was really the first one. And so what happened was how I moved from state to state. Ben made a mistake. So when you come to the state, they give you I-20. And the school... I-20 visa. I-20 visa. So the school that issued the I-20, that's where you're supposed to go. But what happened was Ben didn't take us to the school that issued our I-20. That was a mistake he made. So now our I-20 got revoked and we didn't know about it. So we pretty much were here the whole year illegally without knowing it. And Ben took us to a charter school called Jimmy's House Charter. And we stayed in that school the whole year. Um, but they were great people, like all, all of them. They, they tried to take really good care of us at the school, but it wasn't the best of the situations at Jimmy's house. It was very far from where we were staying. Like we had to wake up super early, drive 50 minutes every morning to go to that school. And it was just, it was just not the best of situations. So, we like we nah we had to change school. And it was a charter school. We were not supposed to be there in the first place. So what what happened was Ben was started to try to find us other schools and that's when we found out that our I twenty were cancelled. So the schools wouldn't take us because we didn't have I twenty for them to you know, to 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 do that. And um that's that's how pretty much us and Ben kind of fell off a little bit because we felt like he he didn't like he I, I guess he knew he made a mistake and he didn't want to you know come out and say it because he knew if he did then we would be mad at him and we probably would have left so that's when that's what happened between between us and uh, from there we he tried to but he tried he tried to find us other schools. And it didn't work, so I ended up going to my dad in Cincinnati uh, for like a month, and then Ange went to one of my other, like two two other friends that um, in New York or New Jersey or something like that. And those two people, Ben brought them here as well. So Ange went there, and after the month was over, the guy that initially. Ibrahim came and talked to my mom and like started the whole thing with me playing basketball and everything. So that guy with Mamadou 
Mamadou played in the NBA. Um, they started looking for Mamadou and Ndaye? Mamadou and Ndaye, that's right. Okay. So they started to like uh, try to look for other schools for us. And then that's how we ended up like going to Georgia. Uh, first, we went to Tennessee. Uh, Gatlinburg. I love Gatlinburg. Uh, I've, I've driven near, to that before. That's good old Knoxville. I love, near Knoxville I, love, area. I love Gatlinburg. Yet you didn't come to the University of Tennessee with me. Nice. I, that's when I went to uh, I, I went to UT. Um, I went to UT. Um, they had a camp. Uh, I met Quanzo. Yeah. Quanzo, he was a head coach Quanzo. back then. Who's Quanzo? Quanzo Martin. Uh, he was He's coached for uni, uh, Mizzou University. Uh, University of Mizzou. Mizzou University. Yeah, he was... He was uh, the head coach, basketball coach there. He coached at Cal University before and Tennessee before that. He left Tennessee actually in haste to go to Cal and coach Jalen Brown at Cal. So Pretty good decision, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee fans weren't the happiest about that. Yeah, so met, so went to Tennessee um, just as a visit. Like we had went to the camp and everything, but Gatlinburg Pittman was the high school that we went to. So... We stayed there for two weeks, and I was hoping that because I, I just loved that school. They they were great people. It was like so many things to do in Gatlinburg, and it, it was fun. Um, but it didn't work out because of the I twenty. Uh, it was a public school; they couldn't issue us I twenty, so we had to leave. We left Gatlinburg, went to Georgia, and then pretty much the school in Georgia told us that we had to go back to Senegal. Like, well, that's not very helpful. That's, yeah, so that's not yeah. good. Do we have because like. They, for us to get a new I-20, we had to leave the country, and then they would be able to send the I-20, then we would be able to come back. It's so it, insane. It was just so much. And we were, it was like a school, the school school year had already started. Like, we had no time to do that. We would have lost a year, which we, was not, we were not trying to do. So Liberty Christian was like our last resort. And um, Mamadou lived in Florida, so he knew Pat Burke, Pat Burke played in the NBA, and then Pat Burke knew the coach at Liberty Christian, and that's how we got to Liberty Christian. And um, the, the name of the coach uh, is Paul, Paul Archer, great guy too, is um great, awesome guy. So that's how we ended up in Florida, and then that's how I met my host family, um, the school through the school. Uh, the school told them about us, and they were like, okay, we'll we'll take them, and then that's that's how I met them, and from there it's just everything was a lot more stable for me. And like, once I was in the stable situation, um, started, you know, of course, I started to like, be more happy and everything, and then just playing, like I was just, from there I was just playing, like having fun. And Did you end up getting an I-20 while you Yeah, were so Florida? the school, the Liberty Christian, they really, they worked really, really hard for me to get the I-20. So what I had, what, we didn't get the I-20 until like a year after that. We had to write letters say every single thing that happened from like the start to like how we got to live with Christian. And then we send the letters to uh, uh, immigration and then they came sent, they um, send us back an email or something and say we got approved and I was so happy, man, I was happy. So- Do you remember what you guys did to celebrate? Uh, I don't remember what we did, but I was one happy person. With and the Applebee's. <laughs> I was happy, I was happy as hell. Taco's favorite establishment. <laughs> yeah, favorite well, I have no choice. <laughs> now, uh, I mean, well, I mean, man. 
but that's another conversation. So, I mean, consi- you're, you've been really involved in basketball without borders and you, you went back last yeah, summer. So I would, it? I would get, I would get, I would get to that on why, why I want to, it's like linked with everything. I would get to that. So with what happened in Florida, um, like with the all whole I 20 situation and how, like after I was stable and got to a really good school and, I was able to like my game just like took off from there. Like I had a good AAU team. You know, we had great players like Ben was there, Antonio Blakeney, Alex Owens back then, Daniel Giddens, Anthony Lawrence, just to name a few, and then just just had had a blast. Kind of fell in love with the game from there because I was having so much fun. And then all those players that I was playing with were like kinda of ahead of me and I wanted to catch up and become better than them. So I started to study the game more, started to work out more and just fell in love with it. And then that's just, now I'm, now I'm here. But for me, like with the BWB and, and how I got involved into that, it's like my journey, I don't want other kids to go to what I had to go to. So now the NBA being involved with like going to Africa and like building courts, you know, like helping them financially, giving them jerseys, basketballs, and things like that. Now kids can start from a very young age and they have everything they need in the first place. Second, they're training like the coaches, so they, they're getting taught the right things, right? So now you have the African League. Now kids don't have to leave home. They don't have to be away from their family to be seen. Like they have the Basketball African League where which the NBA is involved. Scouts will be there. They will be seen. They may have the chance to go to school. They may have the chance to even play in the NBA. So they don't have to leave home to do that. And then third, everything is very well structured. So you, you're not going to have people making those kind of mistakes where kids bounce from one place to another. Just And it's a hard thing to do. Like, you got to be really strong mentally. Like, that can, that can, and that, that could have ended, like, my basketball career. Like, if I, if I was, like, screw it, I'm just going to go home because I don't want to deal with this. But like having kids not go through that will change like so many people's life. Like you just can't imagine. Like, like I feel like in America, people grow up in in a bubble. Sometimes they don't see what's on the outside. But if you go, if you go outside the country and you see what so some people are going to, you you just realize like how little things can make so much difference in other people's life. And that's why I feel like me being involved in BWB and helping them build that. And not just that, even like, um, not now because I'm still trying to build, but like when I'm able to even go help, you know, the camp, the, the, the basketball academy where I started, like being more involved with that will help so many kids. And then in the future, those kids are gonna grow up and, you know, make a life for themselves and also be a role model for other kids. And it's just that effect is just gonna keep growing especially like in africa and that's why i want to be involved into it so okay have you have you been able to be involved with like bwb or any of those development camps i wish i'm trying to be more involved i think taco's actually helped me with that um something after being around taco for a long time just trying to hopefully lend a hand any way possible and also just get to know um the world a bit because uh, I feel like everyone should be afforded an opportunity equally, and it's not that way right now. A lot of people struggle and go through things like Taco has been through, 
And everyone in life has their struggles, but the severity is always, always different. So being able to balance that and try and make everyone on a level playing field and able to achieve their dreams, like Taco said, his dream to see a guy like Dwight Howard in a Superman cape actually fly, like, that's unreal. And, and who knows, like, if I never saw that video, would I have, you know, would I, would I have that introduction in basketball, which would have made me interested in, you never know, like, all those things that and to think. we do, all those things that we do, like, you, you, Grant, like, making, like, blocking a shot, like, who knows? A kid, a kid might watch and like, oh my god, I want to be like him. Like when I grow up, and then you just change his life just right there. Exactly, I said to think and think it might come full circle. Taco was a kid watching Dwight Howard in a Superman cape, and then this year went to the dunk contest. Yeah, bro, I and was, saw Dwight Howard in person in a Lakers jersey with the Superman cape. with the Superman cape. That's unreal. I that's know. that's something that you can only dream of, and for that to happen, the next thing you know. To make it even better, he's a part of that same dunk contest, getting jumped over by Aaron Gordon, <laughs> even though he lost. You should have won. <laughs> even though he lost. You should have won. He's still going to be recognized in that moment, in that video. So now he can really look back full circle and see it started there, and now that's when my career hopefully took a big jump from then on. Like, that's that's unreal. and. It's funny. That's actually the lead of my story. This is the Aaron Gordon dunk. So it's a. I mean, it's just crazy in that. He's how, how often you know, like the courtside scrum at All Star Weekend. It's all the big stars, right? Who could have a two way player there? He could have chosen anyone. He could have chosen LeBron James. He could have chosen Giannis. He could have chosen oh. AG. He could have chosen every. Well, anyone. I would tell you, Shaq did it. <laughs> Shaq did he it. He was trying. He was trying to get Shaq, and then Shaq was like, "No, go get Taco." And then all of a sudden, everybody just started turning their heads. To think that, well, let's listen to that again. Shaquille O'Neal, Hall of Famer, but, legend, tell me, said, go get Taco Fall. Like, knew him by name. Like, that's unreal. Like, Do you, do you know how that made me feel? Like, like just being in there, you know, like, I'm telling you, like, people don't realize I almost cried. I almost did, and that wasn't that wasn't the only highlight of of my like of that that weekend. Just being because I did the BWB again in Chicago, and we had the African luncheon, and Adam Silver was there. Um, even Wick was there, uh, Adam Silver, Wick, and like all those people that have like done so much, like you have. Motombo was there. Like, I call Motombo my uncle. Like, can you imagine that? Like, I got, I've got, i gotten so close to him that I call him my uncle. And that's the Kembe Motombo. That's crazy, man. You got to do the finger whack from now. You got to keep, the, keep like the it's, going. It's just, it's just crazy to me. Like, I'm sitting on the table with all those people, and they asked me to speak in front of all of them. I was on the panel. Like, can you imagine just, like, I'm like, I'm just getting started. Like I'm a rookie, barely played, and people value what I have to say, and they want me to go speak in front of all of them. And it's just like I'm just like wow, like this is such a blessing. Like I, I would never take that for granted ever, ever. You get that grant? 
No I pun intended. I get that. I get that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Grand Taco Show. I want to thank Taco and Grant for sitting down for almost four hours of recording. <laughs> uh, usually, we would, at the end of a podcast, so you, know, you guys are kind of new to the game, you're supposed to plug something. Like a punchline or something? Oh, if you, if you got a joke, you better be... We're going to do a segment at the end of every episode where Taco tells a joke. That would be amazing. That'd but be amazing. no, plug is like you plug, like uh, promote something that you got going on that you want to promote. Well, but usually it's like, oh, I got an article. Or I got a show I coming got, out. You got a game coming up. You can promote, I guess, if you want. Well, I got some speakers that are coming. Some anime speakers, anime custom speakers, which I will give you one. Who are they done it. with? Tivoli. Tivoli Audio? Yeah. Those be dope. Yeah. So good. That's a local company too. Those those are coming. Make sure you guys cop those. Um, I'll post the link on my social media once it's done. And um, you yeah. can listen to this show on you can your listen to this show on, my, on the top of the audio. Well, that is going to do it for us on the debut episode of the Grant and Taco Show. If you enjoyed the show, go to the Anything is Potable feed and give us five stars and leave a review letting us know how much you enjoyed the show. Plus, you can find us on Twitter at Grant2Will, at TacoFall99, and at Jared Weiss MBA. A huge thank you to my man Sango for the theme song Fishado. So make sure you go download his album, Asima, right now. You can find that at any streaming service you want. We will see you next week on the Grant and Taco Show on the Athletic Podcast Network.